0: Welcome to Souls Harbors Weekly Podcast. We believe that God has called us to lead people into a relationship with Jesus Christ, help them grow to be like Jesus, and involve them in reaching lost people. Listen now to this week's message. Hey, good morning, everybody. I hope you're having a great Sunday morning. Uh, this what are we third week in May I guess it is right now. It's good to have you with us today. I'm going to wait a few minutes here and let everybody get in and check in and uh, give us a thumbs up, make a comment, say hi, let us know you're out there this morning. It's always a lot more fun to preach and talk and share with a uh, a living audience, right, than one that you just hope is there. So if you're there, give us a thumbs up this morning. Let us see you and uh, know about it. And we're excited this morning to. Um, We're excited this morning to have technical difficulties. My Facebook live feed is dropping on and off. So there it is. It's back again. So I hope you're out there. I hope you can see me. Uh, I hope you are with us this morning. If you are, give us a thumbs up, and we want to know that we're connecting with you this morning. Give us a comment. There's Mac. Hi, Mac and Pat. Good to have you guys. It always, my heart always flutters a little bit till I feed, see those first comments because I, I'm not so much afraid that nobody's out there. I'm afraid that we've got a bad connection and nobody's hearing anything. So it's good to see you guys. Hi, Greg. I see Debbie's with us this morning, and Shelly and Bob are in. Awesome. And Steve and Olivia, good to see you guys and your family. Cheryl's on and uh good to have you guys all with us so keep giving us those thumbs up let us know you're out there this morning and uh, we want to let everybody get on hi kayla and we're excited this morning we got a special speaker special guest speaker um with us and i'll introduce him here in just a few minutes and he's going to share the message this morning but hey while we're doing that while we're waiting on everybody to get on let me just share a few things with you first one is this if you have a prayer request this morning like always uh, there should be a link to our website out there. If you click on that link, it'll take you to the Souls Harbor website, which I always forget, but it's www.soulsharborag.org. And on that on that site, then you can find a place to fill out a prayer card, and that'll come in this morning. At the end of service, we'll come back and we'll pray over any needs that are, are sent to us. And then throughout the week, we also pray for them. So we'd love to have you guys do that if you have any needs going on this week. Um, so I want to remind you that we, All right, we got more people jumping on. Hi, Di. Good to have you. And I'm going to forget and miss somebody here because this is scrolling off my screen so fast. I see Jer jumped in and uh, Ruthie's on. I always like it when the pastor's wife joins the service for the week. Hi, Jessica. Good to have you this morning. And the Thompsons are with us. Hey, a couple of additional things. If you're out there this morning, something you can do to help us. If you have not done it, like the page, follow the page. That way you know what's going on at Souls Harbor and you know what's coming up. So if you've never done that, go out there and push the like button, push the follow button. That would be awesome. And then you can keep up with what's going on. Uh, Also, if you've not joined our Facebook group, we'd love to have you do that. That way you get notifications about our Bible studies on Wednesday and our prayer meetings and other things going on more internally to the church. So we'd love to have you follow that link as well and uh, connect with our Facebook group. I haven't mentioned this in a while. Let me do it this morning real quickly while people are still jumping on. Um, Cheryl puts out every week a worship set. She puts time, prayer, preparation into that just like she would if we were, were having service actually in the sanctuary and that's available. We put a link out to that every week. You can go and follow that and listen to the worship set that she selects uh, each week um, it, it for, for just so we're all kind of having that common worship experience and Ruthie does the same thing once in a while not quite as often but once in a while with the kids and the sets that the kids follow in the back so I want to encourage you to do that uh, I'm just taking care of all kinds of stuff today before uh, I, I, I hand this off um, let me say thank you to you all that are, are, are just you, you guys have been incredible with tithe and offering uh, I hear pastors every now and then saying, uh, "You know, our our givings down, and we're struggling financially." Um, our experience has not been that at all. And I just want to say thank you all for being so faithful that, that you that are a part of Souls Harbor Church and, and support the ministries here. You know, some people get the idea that we pastors are all about grabbing money and pulling money and greedy. And, and, and that's never been what it's about. What, especially here, it's never been what it's about. What it's about here is we, we finance ministries and caring for people around the world and here locally, uh, through your faithfulness. So thank you for that. And that tells me something. The scriptures tell us where your, your money is, there your heart will be. Well, that tells me your heart is about reaching little kids. It's about reaching teenagers. It's about reaching seniors. It's about caring for people. It's about spreading this gospel to Africa and Asia and Europe and all those other places. So thank you for that. And uh, I appreciate that. And if you're, you're new to Souls Harbor and you'd like to be involved in that as well, uh again, just go to our webpage and there's a place there is a thing called Easy Tithe. We'll let you easily uh give if you choose to. If God moves on your heart to help, that's a way you can do that. And uh I just again just thank you so much for that and for your faithfulness. Um, those of you that are a regular part of Souls Harbor know that every Palm Sunday we typically take an extravagant offering. We call it our extravagant offering, and it's a day we take the finances. Uh, that come in on that day and it's, it's, it's an offering above and beyond our tithe and offering and we use it for a special thing. Now we've used it in the past for some really, um, down to earth practical things, but it's always about more effectively reaching people. Uh, one year we used it for air conditioners and you may think that's silly until you come and sit in a church that's 90 degrees and you realize, wow, it's hard to sit in a service and be ministered to when it's 90 or 100 degrees. Uh, Last year we used it to revamp our kids wing and this year we're going to use it to rework our sanctuary and just make it more contemporary. Um, more younger, adult-friendly. We're going to use it to upgrade our, our sound system, but that was all before COVID. So now that COVID's happened, that stuff's going to happen, and we also want to use it to continue to develop what we're doing online. We're reaching people online, and I'm so excited for that. So we're going to extend it and use it for those three things this year, and they, all, they really do all flow together. So we've moved that to May 31st. So I want you to be praying about, God, what would you have me to do uh, as far as an extravagant offering? And we'll be giving out more details in the future as to what that looks like uh, and, and sharing that but I just wanted to give you a, a, an, an upfront and a reminder that that's coming here in about two weeks and uh, I'm, I'm excited for that that is honestly uh, as a giver because Ruthie and I participate that in that that is honestly one of the most enjoyable days fun days uh, that we have here at Souls Harbor every week so I'm always excited for that uh, last announcement and we're going to jump into the sermon this morning next week is you all know what do, do you know do you remember? Next week, next Sunday, is going to be our first reopen service here at the church. It's May 24th, and I need to give you just a little bit of information about that. So in service next week is going to begin at 11 uh, a.m., So it'll be a one-hour service. We'll go from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. or or to noon, and I'll be putting out more information about details as to practical things like what doors to use, what can I expect, what's going to look like, what sanitation things have you guys put in place to protect everybody. And we've been working through a lot of that stuff this week. We'll get that out to you uh, this coming week as we get closer to Sunday. And I also need you to know, those of you that are not coming back because of health issues, first of all, I get that, I understand that, and we're perfectly okay with that. In fact, if you're uh, in an age range that's risk or your health is at risk we encourage you to stay home but continue to participate on on facebook live because we're going to continue to have our facebook live services like we've always done i'm going to come in and preach here and then go preach in the sanctuary but to make the times work out uh next week our facebook live service will begin at 10 a.m instead of 10:15. 15. so I, I want you to remember that and take note of that because i want you to be a part of that service if you're not coming in uh, and I believe this morning that's the big stuff that I really wanted to hit. Listen, it's my privilege this morning to introduce somebody that many of you know, but if you're a guest here uh, and you've not been on the feed very often, welcome. And we're glad to have you this morning. But this, this man that is going to come and share this morning, he is the one who launched this church 26 plus years ago. Uh, I didn't take time to do the hard math this morning, but it's something around that. Pastored this church for 20 years prior to my wife and I coming. Uh, It's not very often that you have a former pastor stay at a church uh, once they step down and and retire in his case, but he has done it here, and it's even less often that it happens and it's a positive thing. But I want to tell you this morning, it's a very positive thing. I I have, from day one, every day, been excited and glad to have him a part of this congregation. It's my privilege to be his pastor, and uh, he is a strong encouragement, a man of God, a man that preaches the word of God. And I want to introduce to you this morning, Pastor Duke. He's going to come today and he's going to share a message for you that God uh, has given him. Here he is, Pastor Duke.
1: Good morning. Now, uh, Pastor told me the camera takes 20 pounds off. I hope that's true (laughs) because Janice been feeding me ice cream. It's all her fault. And if I look good today, Ruthie put makeup on me. What do you think about that? We're stepping in high cotton today. (laughs) A few days ago, actually a week or so ago, Pastor reminded me of a message I preached decades ago. The message expressed my heart and how I feel about certain aspects of the church and its mission and what the church's purpose is. I do believe we ought to reach every age group in the church, don't you? and with that said let's let's get into the meeting let's let's pray father in jesus name we come before your throne and we need your help through this medium lord uh, i ask that you anoint me and somehow or another touch the hearts of the people that are listening and give them ears to hear what you would speak to their heart this day i ask for your help in jesus name amen amen you ever been in a crowd and try to get somebody's attention you wave you jump up and down uh, Uh, Janet tells me the Queen of England always wears something bright colored so you can pick her out of the crowd and you do that with the hope of uh, being successful of getting their attention and then if you get their attention you want to be successful in your mission so have you ever thought how do I get God's attention how does one go about it how do you get God's attention Uh, there are more ways than I can think of but a small sampling is this number one praise is always good the psalmist says God inhabits the praise. How about this one? Pastor mentioned tithing is always good. The Lord rebukes the devourer in our favor and he watches when a widow puts two mites in the offering and says she gave all she could. How about when we make a missions pledge? I believe that gets God's attention. How about people who make commitments to a building or an extravagant offering or such? I believe we get God's attention and those all operate in faith. So let's get the Lord's attention and faith gets God's attention. Amen. 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 Uh, The list could go on and on and on. So let's be faithful to what he's called us to do. How about obedience? When God gives a mission, we're obedient to that mission through to the end. One area that's particularly important to me is found in Matthew 19, 13, and 14. Let me read these verses. Then children were brought. Let me repeat that. Then children were brought to him that he might lay his hands on them and pray. And the disciples rebuked the people. But Jesus said, let the little children come unto me and do not hinder them. For such belongs the kingdom of heaven. Let the children alone. Don't hinder them. The King James says, forbid them not. God's kingdom consists of people like these little kids. Jesus loves the little children. All the children of the world, red and yellow, black and white. They are precious in the sight. Let us not forget. Some thought, some think, children are a nuisance. They're messy. They get things dirty. They can't sit still. Who knows, they might write on the walls. They demand a lot of attention. They cost money to minister to them. Yet one of them might become a great evangelist, preacher of the gospel, leader of a nation. Jesus said in modern day vernacular, let the kids alone. Bring them over here. Don't prevent them from coming to me. No, don't prevent the kids from coming to me. Rather, bring them to me because God's kingdom belongs to people who are just like them. Well, how are the kids? Easy to forgive. They can be upset one minute, sit on your lap the next. The children were brought to Him. I believe in children's ministries. God loves the children. One way, not the only way, but one way to get God's attention is to minister, go after, encourage children to love the Lord, to seek Him, bring the kids to Him. How do you get God's attention? Children are not second-class citizens. Children are important. I used to get my suit pants cleaned regularly at different levels. I'd have white marks across my britches where the kids would come up and hug and wipe their snot on me. I, I was a walking tissue. The runny noses would go up and down my leg. I love kids. Oh, but they're messy. They cause problems. Well, like most of you, I used to be one. And somebody loved me. How about that old song, to be like Jesus, to be like Jesus? Well, Jesus loves the kids. You want to be like Jesus, love kids. If the church does not reach the kids, the future is not bright. I read a book years and years ago called, Are We Yet Alive? The premise of the book was an organization, a church organization, will falter after three generations. In the third generation, why does the church falter? The premise of the book is because we don't reach the younger generation coming in behind us. We don't emphasize children. Now, I know there are those today that teach us, and they're rightfully so in their surveys, that we lose a lot of teenagers. Well, we must emphasize every age group, and we must do things to keep them and keep them in the church. But we must reach the children. Pastor Barnett, Phoenix First Assembly, retired now. Used to have a leaders conference every year. I've gone several times. One of his original sayings is this, the message is sacred, the method is not. The gospel message is sacred, the method is not. Whoever thought me at my age would be preaching to you via Facebook. Janet and I just got Facebook so we could be part of this. We still don't know how to use it, but we get notices and we hit a button so we can hear pastor speak. Barner Research. 32% of the most probable age that a child will get saved and stay saved is from age 5 to 13. 32% of those in that age bracket, 5 to 13, that's the most probable age when a kid will get saved. Now, I grew up, and some of you grew up, with the flannel graphs. Today it's videos, and the message is sacred. The method is not. The church must work at reaching the kids and keeping the kids. When they get over 19, the percentage of reaching those goes down to 6%. Kids' ministries is very important. Multiple years ago, A burly, retired truck driver made an appointment to come and see me. He sat in my office and he said something like this. You will think I'm a little silly and you might not understand, but I have always wanted to be a clown. Oh boy, the the gears started rolling and the thoughts began to come. This retired truck driver found a clown school, bought the outfit, and attended multiple seminars to learn how to be a clown. We were already running buses, but weren't doing very well. Hit and miss. But things were about to go big, really big. On Saturday, on, after a period of time and planning on a Saturday, we met to pray, and we went into different neighborhoods, and we passed out flyers that on Sunday morning at such and such time, a bus would be through to pick up your kids. And the parents, of course, were welcome to ride. Scoodles was the clown's name. Real name was Dan. He came out in his clown outfit. People brought their grills, loaded them up in their pickups, games and hot dogs and hamburgers. And we went out through the neighborhoods and passed out flyers and people came and Scoodles went through the neighborhood with balloons and playing music and clown music, and the kids were uh, uh, enamored with, with the clown. And then the next day on Sunday, Scootles met the bus at the driveway to the church. And he tied a rope on the front bumper of that church, and the driver rode the brake. As Scootles threw that rope over his shoulders and acted like he was pulling, well, he was being scriptural. He was bringing... The kids to Jesus, and those kids were hanging out the bus windows, screaming and hollering and whooping. It was loud and it was boisterous. It was exciting. It was fun. It energized the old people. It made us have a desire to want to do something for the Lord. Scoodles the clown, inspired of God, a retired truck driver wanting to be a clown. The message is sacred but the method is not methods change god give us a message a, a method to preach the message to the 5 and 6 and 9 and 12 and 14 and 16 year old that will penetrate their heart with the goodness of god after that on every every saturday morning we met and prayed and numerous people went on visitation they sacrificed an hour or so of their saturday mornings commitment sacrifice consecration and what was the result a harvest of souls as a matter of fact 256 people got saved in a 52 week period and i trace it back to one of the things was kids ministries the parents begin to come in other ministries were affected and grew miracles happened how do you get god's attention children's ministries is one way it's what I believe God wanted me to do. So I guess we could say obedience will get heaven's attention. Diana began doing clown work. Seen her dressed up with Ruth become a clown. Seen her dressed up like a clown. I think we've done every silly, fun thing you could think of. If my memory serves me, we put ice cream in a gutter and let the kids go at it. I don't know if you could do that today. Silly things. I wanted the kids to love to come to church want to come to church I wanted them to want to come and whenever they came they could hear and feel and sense the love of the Lord we had a dunk tank one time those kids loved to dunk me it's amazing how they could hit that and send me into the water we put brand new carpet the carpet's in the sanctuary now a few weeks before a kids crusade the theme was slime, green slime. They wanted to know if they could do that, and I said, well, let's put tarps down. Let's spread things out. If you're going to slime somebody, you got to get one of those little baby pools, you know, about a six- or seven-foot round pool, and they put it on the platform and put tarps all, all the way out so they couldn't slime any or get it on the carpet. And Everything was brand new. I don't remember who the first person was to be slime, but they put somebody in a chair and they dropped buckets of green slime on him. And it went out, hit the baby pool, and it went everywhere. Carpet, walls. All eyes turned to Pastor. Well, what are you gonna do? Green slime on the carpet and the floors or a hundred kids that are about to go to an altar and pray to the God of heaven. What's the soul worth? Well, all we could do was laugh. No, we don't want to pour green slime on new carpet. That's that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is the building is not worshipped. The building is a tool to be used to reach people, just like Facebook and these other things. People got excited. At the end of the service of every kid's crusade, Multiple kids were pouring out their hearts and people were praying with them and talking to them. The message is sacred. The method is not. Now we don't want to ruin things or purposely destroy things. But we want to make Jesus full in people's hearts that lasts for eternity because carpet can be cleaned and walls can be painted. I remember one time the boys... There was some song they were doing during the crusade. I was a little apprehensive because of the song was a little wild. You know, I'm bluegrass and hillbilly, but they, they were doing some modern song and it was wild and they had the gray chairs set up and about six or eight of the boys jumped off the stage and hit the back of the chairs and flipped them up and rolled down the aisle. I thought, oh Lord, there goes my ministry. The people are going to get rid of me and I looked back and there was old people clapping Clapping and laughing and giggling and patting their foot, kids bring excitement. And maybe some of us in my generation need to clap our hands and tap our foot a little bit, get a little bit excited. And just because everything isn't my style doesn't mean it's the wrong style. We need to get God's attention. And if you're if you're at home on the couch, say amen. I, I was waiting for Scotty to say amen. There, I got three amens live. What's a soul worth? What is a young soul worth? What's, 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 how do you put a dollar rate to it? I don't know. How do you get God's attention? Pray in the spirit. I think that's a good thing. Be humble like Moses. I think that's a great thing. Pray, of course, that gets God's attention. Stay in line with the teachings of the scripture. Absolutely. Of course. How do we get God's attention? Mark 9, 37, anyone who welcomes a little child like this on my behalf welcomes me. Uh Uh-oh, how do I get God's attention? When I love a child, it's like loving the Lord. And anyone who welcomes Jesus welcomes me, he says, welcomes not only me, but my Father who sent me. How do you get God's attention? I think if you love kids, you're going to get God's attention. Matthew 18, 10, beware you don't look down on any of these little ones. For I tell you that in heaven, their angels are always in the presence of my heavenly father. Wow. I I, I don't want to look down on a child. As a matter of fact, I think the older I get, sometimes we, we adults get so sophisticated and so in our head that we forget that this is a heart thing. And we need to become like the little kids. That's how the kingdom of heaven is. If you can't work in kids' ministries, you can pay for it. Oh, did I say pay? Pray for it. Well, you can also pay for it. Because it takes money to minister to kids. And if you can't work in it, we can help in it. Because when you start reaching out kids, you're going to get hell coming against you. Because the devil doesn't want the little ones to get saved. I heard a testimony years ago. I was in a meeting in Nashville, Tennessee, and the man got up and went through all his sinful, horrible background of the drugs and the immorality and so forth, and how he got saved. And the next little girl got up to sing a song, and they asked her to give her testimony, and she said, well, I, I got saved at five, and Filled with the Holy Spirit at, at six, and I've never smoked cuss, drink, or or had an affair. I've never done anything. And the first guy come back up on the stage and said, "God had to save me out of it, but He kept you from it." I believe we ought to keep as many kids as we can from the depths of sin, and let them understand the goodness and the grace of God at a very early age. How do we get God's attention? How do we keep God's attention? Obedience to the calling. Go into all the world and preach the gospel, the good news. And I say to children and to teens and to young adults and my generation, we want to reach them all. Yes, yes, yes. But please don't leave out the kids. They're not the church just of tomorrow. They're the church of today and tomorrow. They bring life and laughter and excitement. That's because they cause us to be committed to go and tell. They help our prayer life. I heard Tommy Barnett tell the story of one of his leaders come to him and said one of the bus kids had written something dirty on the bathroom wall. It tickled me, pastor's response. Well, what are you doing reading the dirty message on the bathroom wall? A stroke of paint, a little scrubbing, and the message is gone. But the soul of a child is priceless. Do you want to see miracles? Mark 16 says miracles will follow the preaching of the gospel, power over the devil, the baptism in the Holy Spirit, divine healing, overcoming power when we preach the good news. Preach it to all ages, but let us not leave out the kids. They will be the leaders of the church and our nation. I believe in reaching kids. I believe in reaching kids. 30 years ago, I traveled to West Africa, Sierra Leone, spoke in a Bible college. They asked me to come back and if I would run the Bible college, went back and preached for two weeks. I believed if I could reach a hundred Bible college students, some of them would go into children's ministries and in 15 or 20 years, you could change a nation, the attitude of a nation. Circumstances didn't allow me to go back. The missionaries were pulled out because of civil war and had to pull out for a period of time. The point is reaching kids is the only option. Is it possible here that on the west side of Indianapolis, kids' ministry is an investment with great returns of souls and families changed? One must get God's attention. God told Joshua, I'm going to make you a great leader. 139 Psalm Some things I just don't understand, God. I get into areas I don't understand, but I do know that if you can get God's attention, his blessings come upon a life and his blessings come upon a ministry, that lives are changed and I believe God loves kids. Reaching kids for Jesus. One must look down the road 10 or 15 years should the Lord tarry his return and touching children may change this community towards God. If we don't reach children, the church is going to die. Kids are not a liability They are the future. Those of you who are watching right now, all of us must come to the foot of the cross. Like children, open and honest and humble. And if you're watching right now, the thing to do is to turn your heart towards God. Simply accept Him as Savior. Or if you've grown cold in your spirit, ask Him to rejuvenate you. Repent and ask and believe. Would you pray with me? Bow your head and close your eyes and pray with me. Lord, Right now, in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, I ask that you touch your people. Touch them in the heart. And Lord, if they need to repent, I ask that right now you would lead them to the place at the foot of the cross. Now pray this with me. Dear Lord, forgive me. I believe you're the Son of God and died on the cross for my sin. Lead me and guide me because God, I want to get your attention with my life. I surrender all to you. I surrender all to you and we do so in Jesus name and everybody said, amen and
0: amen. Thank you, pastor. I appreciate that. I hope uh, you guys will hang with me for just three or four minutes. And we want to bring this to a close this morning. I want to share with you and, and uh, a little bit of why I asked pastor Duke to come in and preach that one is he's a great preacher I remember a lot of those stories and I know he experienced them and they come across with a passion. Let me tell you why I do what I do. The reason I'm a pastor, I love caring for people. I love preaching the gospel. There's a lot of things that go along with being a pastor that matter. But the one thing, the one thing that gets me up in the morning, the one thing that keeps me going, the one thing that keeps me at it when it's hard is this realization in my heart that people are going to spend eternity in one of two places, in heaven or hell. And anybody that I can reach, anybody that I can share the gospel with, anybody that I can see come to the place of knowing Jesus, it's a life well spent. In fact, our mission, our purpose for being as a church is this, to effectively reach lost people. And I've known for some time, a long time, before all this COVID stuff happened, that we weren't doing the greatest job, the best job we could possibly do to effectively reach lost people. And it troubled me greatly. You don't even probably appreciate how much that bothered me. So I begin to pray, God, what do we need to do? And I've realized, known for some time, that we have to be the church different. We have to do what we do differently. We have to, we have to change things. And we have to remember it's not about me. It's not about us. It's about those that don't know Jesus. Now, the easiest to reach the, the, the most open to being reached are who Pastor Duke preached about this morning. It's the kids. And depending on your age, kids are like pre-12. But I'm going to expand that a bit and say it's those that are not yet adults, teenagers, junior hires. It's that group. And, and I believe that God is calling us back to that place that was our roots, where we started to effectively reach kids and youth and 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 he if if we will do that i i believe this is what he spoke to me some months ago if we will figure out how to do that then he will bless what we are doing here in other areas and we will see not just the church grow but i mean that's awesome but what we really want to see the kingdom grow right it's 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 about the kingdom now we're living at, at crazy times right now and i'm i'm working through two things one is God, you said we need to do this, but how do we do it at a time where we're not even able to have kids ministry because of this whole COVID mess? You know, so many of the stories pastor told because I've had this COVID stuff so much in my head in the last six weeks, I'm thinking, oh man, that would not work. Snot on pants and crowding 60 kids into a bus and But here's what I do know. Everything he said, the principle is true. And and he said this at the beginning, the message is is sacred, but the method isn't. And we're going to have to figure out other ways. And I'm thankful for Pastor Scotty and Pastor Ruthie that are trying to find and developing ways to reach our kids outside of um, physically being there. But I'm also looking ahead down the road, six months, nine months, 12 months, and how can we as a church begin to reach kids and youth and I'm just going to be completely honest with you, it's going to mean doing things different than we've ever done them before. Reworking how we um, operate on Wednesdays and how our church looks and and, and the amazing thing, and here's the sovereignty of God. So much of what's happened in developing church online and developing video ministry and teaching in the different formats has opened doors and and God, is the Holy Spirit's opened my imagination to how we can reach kids and still care for people, how we can involve more of you in reaching kids and youth and teens and still feed you and still care for you and still involve you, but not pull you out of your house for another night's worth of service. Those are the kind of things that we have in our future. You say, Pastor Barry, when are we starting this? Next week, next month? Um, it, we've got to get through the immediate situation and, and minister to everybody, including our kids right now, But I want you to know something. We're dreaming and we're thinking and we're praying and we're planning beyond the next two weeks or two months or three months or or even six months. God, how can we be what you've called us to be? And that is effectively reach lost people. And I believe a big piece of that absolutely starts with let's reach kids, let's reach youth, let's reach teens, let's do what we have to do. And let's remember, it's not about me. It's not about me it's about god what if i have to give up something if i have to change something if i have to be uncomfortable with something if i have to do something less than what what i really want it the way i want it to be to make me happy that's okay because it's not about me right it's not about me it's about the lost and one of the great, great greatest places we can invest ourselves is in our kids and our youth and even even what I talked about at the beginning with the extravagant offering and pouring it into reworking a set in the sanctuary and the youth and, and the sound system I mean a, a, a very real piece of that is how can we how can we reach our kids with online and and social media and and that means investing in equipment and cameras and a whole bunch of things um, so I, I just want you to see this i hope I hope you've grabbed some of this I hope some of this this morning's gone beyond just a moment of yeah that makes sense to really grabbing a hold of your heart and causing you to think, God, there's something here. Your Holy Spirit's saying something this morning. Um, Pastor Duke, again, thank you so much for sharing. I I so much appreciate that. Uh, I know one thing it has, um, it's pushed me a little further, a little deeper, a little more committed to saying, yeah, God, what you've been speaking to me, I get it. I see it, I understand it. I know this is where you want us to go. And I believe you all are a church You are a group of people that will absolutely jump onto this thing with us in these next months as as, as we move out of COVID, beyond COVID, through COVID, or develop in COVID, however it works, and and we're going to do this. We're going to effectively reach lost people for the kingdom of God, and kids or youth and junior hires are absolutely going to be a big part of that. Hey, listen, I'm going to let you go this morning. I so much appreciate you being here uh, today. Um, remember our live in-person service next Sunday. Remember our Facebook live time is going to change and it's going to go to 10 o'clock instead of 10.15. Uh, I, I love you guys. Um, I'm looking at my notes here, making sure that I haven't missed anything whatsoever. Join us Wednesday night for our, our breakout group, our study. We're going to finish up our study on Daniel. So I'll, I'm excited for that. That'll be a lot of fun. Hey, you guys are the best, man. Have an awesome week and uh, I love you. I appreciate you and I hope to see you soon. God bless this week's podcast. If you're looking for a church home or are interested in what God is doing through Souls Harbor, visit us at www.soulsharborag.com. If you have an encouraging story of what God has done in your life through these podcasts, please share it with us at sharbor@indy.rr.com. At